Hello and welcome to episode three of the Nerd Degree, Dork of the Moon. My name is Brendan Bennett and I am your host. A few quick announcements before we get into the show proper. First of all, January 7th, it's our next live episode. This is going to be a big one. A new year, a new hope. We've got some old favourites coming back. Andrew, Matt, Erin are all going to be there. Derek Flores, who you're going to meet in this episode, is coming back, as well as a couple of guests that I have been wanting to get on the show ever since I started doing it. I finally got them on. So Karen Healy, who's the young adult author. She's written books like uh, Guardian of the Dead, When We Wake, and Jennifer O'Sullivan, who is an improviser and comedian from Wellington. Very lucky to have those guys on the show. I cannot wait couple of notes about this show. First of all, a big thank you to Chris Finity, who is providing the musical accompaniment. And Andrew Todd, Ben Allen, and Matt Powell all helped me with some of the questions, for which I'm very grateful because usually I'm doing this all by myself. One more thing before we get into it. We are going to be releasing a Christmas special. I'm going to get some of the guests back into the studio in about a week or so. We're going to have a bit of a behind-the-scenes chat about the show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Which brings me to, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at nerddegree at gmail.com. This will go just to me and the rest of the cast won't get to see it. So if you have questions for the cast, ideas for the show, round ideas, factoids, any of that kind of thing, uh, email them through nerddegree at gmail.com. Okay, I think it's time to get into the show. Enjoy. This is our third episode of The Nerd Degree, and we have some all-new players. We're going to meet them now, uh, let's, but let's start, first of all, with uh, Mr. Jeffrey Clark. Hello. How's it going, Jeff? Um, it's going very well, thank you very much. Now, Jeff, I understand that you've recently had an encounter with an evil genius. What's the story behind this? Yes, um, the evil genius in question is my daughter. She's only four years old, and she is already emotionally manipulative at a very advanced, very advanced level. Yeah, um, like she doesn't just pretend. Like she has, she has the usual four-year-old strategies, which is um, saying no um, or pretending she can't hear you. But now she's also introduced such things into her repertoire as I'm only learning, <laughs> um, which is essentially the equivalent of it's my first day on the job. Yeah, <laughs> more so, she, she actually also says I'm in training. Um, she also uses Toby did it, and then immediately follows it up with. Who do you believe? <laughs> and um, also, I'm too little to understand. Which is a piece of cognitive gymnastics which has made us very, very afraid. Well, I mean, obviously, you've got to be, you've got to be proud that she's uh, manipulating at a, a seven-year-old level. I'm, I'm relatively confident that if we treat her well, we will be well-treated in her dystopian regime. <laughs> All right, now, as some of you may know, Jeff is a comedian and he's half of the comedy musical duo Bigger Than Beatles. Tonight we're very lucky that we have the other half of that comedy duo as well, Mr. Scott Corey. Hello. Scott, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Now, recently, you actually wrote your own musical, didn't you? That's right. Tell us about that. Uh, yes, I've been working on it for, for a little while now. It's called Hole in the Road. Um, it is set in Christchurch. So it's not set anywhere exotic. There's no dancing girls and all that showy stuff. Um, yeah, it's a bit of comedy, a bit of serious stuff, post-earthquake. Um, no comedy here. That's, that's a factual statement about what the musical is. Uh, it doesn't feature a, a four-year-old evil genius, although I'm thinking that the rewrites might have to work one in there because that could really you know, recontextualise the whole earthquake experience, I think. That, it, the whole thing was a conspiracy? By a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, thank you very much, Scott. Uh, and rounding out this team, we have Centuri Chan. Centuri, how's it going? Not bad, thank you. Now, something that I heard about you is that you constructed your own Star Wars cantina. Is this true? <laughs> um, it is, actually, yes. Um, now, this is part of the, the Five and First Legion, which is the Star Wars costuming group. Um, for one of the Armageddon Expos, we decided, hey, let's um, create a, a bit of a scene. Um, so we built the, uh, the booth that Han Solo meets Greedo in from Star Wars um, with the sole purpose of being um, so we could shoot Greedo first, basically. <laughs> you guys are going to be playing for a charity tonight. What charity are you going to be perform uh, competing for? 
Uh, we're going to be competing for the Terminator Salvation Army. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're working as part of their Christmas drive. Uh, you'll be back. <laughs> All right. A big round of applause for the Terminator Salvation Army. And over on the other team, we have, uh, starting this end, we have Henry Nellis. Henry, I, I understand you just got a new job. Uh, I did, I did. Uh, I am now a uh, qualified, registered, capable medical radiation technologist. Ooh. Oh, no. Now, I, I've got to ask, you know, radiation, mm. got any superpowers? Uh, not yet, but I'm trying to subtly expose myself outside of work hours. Um, so far, I've just wait a minute. <laughs> subtly expose myself outside of work hours <laughs> sounds like something totally different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and next up, we have Dr. Erin Harrington. How's it going, Erin? I'm well, thank you, Brendan. Now you are presentating. 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 I sure am. <laughs> some some people call it presenting. Yeah. Uh, at an international conference next week. I am next week. Um, I'm heading to a really interesting conference in Dunedin on very serious topics such as surveillance and biopolitics and drones and post-colonialism. So I'm giving a paper on a really average horror movie anthology called The ABCs of Death. And um, I'll see how that goes down with all the (laughs) grown-ups. And finally, uh, we have Mr. Derek Flores. Hi. How's it going, Derek? Oh, doing well. I'm I'm on my second can of Coke. (laughs) I'm feeling good. All right, well... um, Derek, you're, you're well known as uh, your alter ego, El Jaguar. Some people have known him, yes. Um, but I don't know if people know this about you, but you are a father. You've got a I've a got a five year old. and a half year old. He's he's be six next year, and uh, I'm I'm putting this out to any one of you who might have kids. My uh, my five and a half year old. I was at after school care the other day, and I found him underneath the table with a nine and a half year old girl, and apparently she's the one who brought him there, and he told me. Not to tell anyone, but I have to. I, she's she's kissed him on the lips, and they're they're in love, and they want to get married. But I I don't think I want to encourage this. I so I don't. I just if there's anyone out there, because I am honestly flummoxed. I have. But just just technically, you know, the rule is half your age plus seven. So it actually. <laughs> so she, it actually. It, it technically works out. So it's fine. What charity are you guys going to be playing for tonight? Uh, we are playing for the Kevin McAllister Foundation for um, unwanted and forgotten children so that your children never need be home alone. A yeah. uh, round of applause for the McAllister Foundation. <laughs> the first round of our competition is, as always, the Today I Learned round where we find out what all of our contestants have learnt over the last 24-hour period. Now, the Today I Learned round is brought to you by our sponsor... The Azeroth Container Storage for the Hoarder. <laughs> now, for the for the today I learned round, I would like to hear from each of you uh, a fact that you learned. So we'll start with you, Jeff. Oh, well, today I learned the uh, lineup for the upcoming Suicide Squad movie that Warner Brothers are creating, uh, which includes uh, Jared Leto as the Joker, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn, and Will Smith as Deadshot. And uh, Tom Hardy is in there as a different character. He's not playing Bane, he's playing a different character in there. But um, I, I, will, I will admit I am slightly concerned at the inclusion of the Joker because he was never actually a member of the Suicide Squad in the comic books and canonically he works very, very poorly in a team. <laughs> uh, Scott, what did you learn today? Well, uh, today I was, I was reading about the, the Hitler family. Um, um, because you'd like to do in your spare yeah. time uh, Hitler was not created in a vacuum He had parents He had, he had a half-brother Who married an Irish, Irish woman And they lived in Liverpool And they had a son um, And his half-brother went off uh, Left the family And went on a gambling tour of Europe And didn't come back And uh, but the son was, was William Patrick Hitler And... <laughs> And, um, and he, went to, he went to Germany in the, in the 30s for a while, and then a British spy got him out. And then him and his mum went to, went to uh, America, and they did a lecture tour um, sponsored by William, William Randolph Hearst. And, and then the Second World War broke out, and so they were stuck in America. And then William Patrick Hitler signed up for the US Navy um, to, to fight the Germans, or probably the, the, the Japanese. But the, the, and, and in the, in the uh, enlistment, one of the questions is, do you have any relatives who are fighting for the enemy. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to be flying the wall and see that conversation. How do you kind of explain that one? I, I don't know. But, so there you go. He fought 
There were Hitlers on all sides. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I just can't imagine a German with an Irish accent. <laughs> I wonder if he changed his name to O Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh Hitler Sin what did you learn today um, well I just recently watched um, the Jurassic World um, trailer um, but that's not the exciting bit um, I found out that next year they're going to release Jurassic World Lego Ooh. so that's just combining two of my favourite things Lego dinosaurs I'm, I'm so there. Jurassic Park Lego, I mean, they were so busy thinking about whether they could make it that they didn't stop to ask whether they should. <laughs> <laughs> the building blocks of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's going to go there? All right, let's move over to the McAllister Foundation. Henry, what did you learn today? Um, I was recently reading the Ferrero Frequently Asked Questions page on their website. As you do. As you do. And I came across the correct, pr- correct pronunciation for Nutella, and it's Nutella. Whoa. Not a fan myself. I'm going to keep... Uh, it's like the classic GIF-GIF controversy, isn't oh, it? Uh, oh, that, that one. <laughs> what, so what is it? It's like new metal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it had, had in brackets N-E-W and then like tell a... Uh. But no umlaut over the U. No so. umlaut. No, Nutella. No, it's not, it's not a... Nutella's not that metal. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn today? Um... I've been, we've got a lovely garden at our place, so one of my uh, nerdy activities recently is is I've been getting very much into roses because clearly I'm a middle-aged woman. And one of the things that um, I've been interested in is the way that roses are named. So, for instance, we've got uh, a yellow climber called um, Arrowtown and one called Iceberg and so on and so forth. And I was looking up the alternative names of the roses that I have, and one is called Benson and Hedges Special. (laughs) And so I thought maybe all different roses should have various... um, names related to ways to kill yourself. So our dark red rose is now going to be a Winfield red. We've got a, uh, a beautiful rhododendron that I think should be renamed Smoker's Lung, and we can just spend the rest of the day in the garden finding new and interesting ways to die of lung disease. It's, it's really beautiful. It's great. It is. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Derek, what did you learn today? Uh, I'm, I'm not from around here. Uh, really? Yes. I don't know if you can tell by the accent, but my hometown has had... Uh, uh, their hockey team is in third place in the Western Conference, uh, so that's nice. They've just <laughs> they've just won the Grey Cup, so it's quite exciting to be in Calgary right now. <laughs> so if you like hockey and football that has ten extra yards, Derek, you've you've come with it with your sports facts. Uh, you've got in front of you all of these uh, these. S- dis- Suspiciously looking sporting uh, pennants. No, these, these are pennants, but they're from places I visited. Uh, I just collected a lot of pennants in my youth because I'm Catholic as well. <laughs> <laughs> pennants. Yeah, it's okay. Just, just making sure, making sure everyone got it. Yeah. Oh no, I think they got it. They got it. They're just judging me, as is the Catholic Church's way. So yes, I'm quite. Uh, this is my one of my favorites. This is a Sea World one is. Before Blackfish, you can see how smiley he is there. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Thank you very much, (laughs) McAllister Foundation. It's time for us uh, to move into our next round. This is the Nerdly News. We'll be dealing with issues that have come up in the last week or so in the news that relates to nerds in some way or another. I will describe the story in a somewhat obscure way. You will have to identify what the story is. (laughs) So we will start with the Terminator Salvation Army. Mm. What is 88 seconds long and has given nerds a new hope? Eighty-eight. Well, um, the 88. DeLorean with eighty-eight yeah, yeah, miles an hour. That's what I was thinking. Um, uh, so oh, yeah, it's a bit longer than eighty-eight seconds. Yeah. Slightly different. Long. I feel like you guys are toying with me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, it, is, it is. Of course, the uh, the trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, mm. uh, which was released uh, last uh, this week, and has has uh, reignited our faith and happiness and joy. And everything wonderful in the world. Much like the trailer for episode one did in 1998. Who camped out out for tickets for Phantom Menace? Anyone else camped out overnight in a tent and then uh, two weeks later spend over 12 hours in line waiting for seats? 
Fuck you! <laughs> I was so disappointed. I dropped a hundred dollars on action figures before I even saw the fucking movie. I was so sad. Admittedly, I did too. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't even want to admit no, no, to it. No, I bought the action figures. I didn't queue up. <laughs> Sorry, we are in New Zealand, so queuing. Was yeah, I just walked straight up to the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have the front row, yeah. please? <laughs> front and middle. I was the only one there. <laughs> Out of curiosity, uh, hands up if you have seen the trailer for uh, the new Star Wars film. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Um, it's a nerd podcast. What did you think? <laughs> oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Uh, hands up if you've watched it twice. <laughs> hands up if you've watched it more than five times. Still got some hands up. <laughs> Let's see. Ten times? Still got some hands up. How many, how many days has it been up? <laughs> Anyone watch them? 15? Good grief. Okay, you guys at the back. How many times have you watched it? More than I can count. More than I can count. Did, at least 20 times a day since then. Did you just have it on loop? Are you watching it now? <laughs> there was? Somewhere between 100 and 150. 100 and 150? Wow! Yeah, Congratulations! That's, it's only eight seconds long, so that's quite a long time to be yeah. watching. It's been watched yeah. something like forty million times already, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And most of them from you. So. <laughs> what image is the one that you are looking forward to the most? Oh, Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah. yeah. John Boyega at the start. Mm. Oh, yeah, Black coming up. And completely in camera effects. So what I, I loved was he. <laughs> well, that he was black from completely <laughs> in camera effects. The X-Wing fighter over water! That's also brilliant. very good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the the tri-saber. Oh, yeah. Is it a tri-saber? I don't know what to call it. It's like the a broad-saber. Broad-saber? Broad I don't know. Was the woman put in there through special effects? Or was she actually cast? Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a special effect called diversity casting. <laughs> oh, shit. Which has just been recently developed. That's extraordinary. <laughs> CGI, they just removed the penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, uh, for some bonus points, I think it's time for us to start speculating about episode eight. Um, so based on, based on what we know about episode seven, <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think is the title going to be of episode eight? Uh, the Force is Cranky and Needs a Nap. <laughs> the Force brings gluten-free baking to morning tea. <laughs> the even Force needs consent. <laughs> the, the empire's got back. <laughs> I think wait, it, wait it's, it's about the family of, of Luke Skywalker and Leia and Hunt, so maybe it's about the Force kin. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 8 The Force kin, pull back! Forced humor! Pull back, Luke! Pull back! It can't go any further! And that speed you'll never pull out of every time! I just, I've killed more womp rats. What? <laughs> Right, based on those titles, it's uh, three points already to TSA and two points to the McAllister Foundation. Getting scored for this? Okay. <laughs> you oh, get sorry, a certificate Derek, I didn't at mention the end. It's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. is, is John Williams doing the score? <laughs> I, I would give you a point, but it would only encourage you. <laughs> this next question is for the McAllister Foundation. Mm -hmm. According to the uh, Telegraph newspaper, which scientist has put his name forward to be a James Bond movie villain? Mm, which scientist? Mm -hmm. Who'd be a good scientist to do that? Dawkins. Dawkins? <laughs> that's, that's, is that, is that the hybrid of Richard Dawkins and yeah. Stephen Hawking? Yeah, Dawkins. Yeah. That would be amazing. He, he could be a jerk with an extraordinary voice. Yes. Yeah, it would be, it'd be yeah. fantastic. Um, I'm going to leave it to the doctor and the one who's in the medical profession for science. Oh, uh, scientists. I, I am going to need an answer. I'll put it over to these guys. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Stephen Hawking is absolutely correct. Oh, oh. shit. Nice! <laughs> shot. Straight off the bag. Yes, uh, the renowned physicist recently told Wired that his ideal film role is that of a James Bond villain saying, I think the wheelchair and the computer voice would fit the part. Does he have the secret underground lair with sharks and... Wheelchair access? Wheelchair access. <laughs> Volcanoes are notoriously bad for wheelchair access. Too many ramps. <laughs> they're actually tomorrow, uh, they're going to announce the name for the 24th uh, James Bond film. Mm -hmm. But if Stephen Hawking was going to be uh, the villain, 
what what name would they give to that James Bond film? A Brief History of Time to Die. <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> I don't think anyone can top it. <laughs> um, hawking like a hawking. I was right. No one could top that. <laughs> Black hole finger? Black hole Black hole finger, I, I'll give you a point for that. Soundgarden doing the soundtrack, yes. <laughs> Black hole finger, won't you come? Wipe away the pain. Well, Chris Cornell did do the Casino Royale uh, soundtrack. It all makes sense. Yes. Uh, next question, and this is, interestingly, uh, a question that I've asked before, that the, although the answer has changed. So... <laughs> I know, because, you know, we progress and we move on. What element of Total Recall just got one step closer to reality? This is for the Terminator Salvation Army. Um, So last time I asked the question, it was because there was that woman who had three breasts. Which turned out to be disappointingly fake. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, it just turned <laughs> out to be fake. <laughs> You've said too much. Yeah. Um, is it something to do with memory implantation? I think there was something about they've successfully yeah. been able to either view or implant memories in people. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you maybe you only think that because someone's implanted that memory in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The top is still spinning. <laughs> it's not relevant. <laughs> what other technology did they have? And- uh, well, they, went, they went to Mars. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, they, and someone's head exploded on Mars. Oh, yeah. No, so they can, maybe they can make people's heads explode as um, on other planets now. Well, there, there is a time, there is a, there is a, I think that they've announced a timeline to put people on Mars. Yeah, travel to Mars. By 2050, I think it is. Or 2030, even. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That? That's right. So, ah. sorry, Derek. Uh, it's the, the Orion program, and it will mark a key initial step towards a human mission to Mars. They're sending an unmanned capsule on Thursday to reach a distance of 3,600 miles from Earth, the furthest space mission with a craft designed to accommodate humans since the final Apollo 17 trip to the moon in 1972. Does a dive bar come with that as well? Are they going to set up their own seedy underground while they're there, or do they have to wait for more people to come and see the base and decide, no, we need more sex and drugs and three-breasted women? Yeah, I mean, presumably Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the first person they're going to send there. Okay, that's good. And then Colin Farrell will be the second person they send. (laughs) But not quite as well. Yeah. (laughs) And then a three-breasted woman. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jasmine Tri-Devil is available. (laughs) This next question is for the McAllister Foundation. According to Sir Ian McKellen, what, mo- what road might go ever on? What road might... It's okay. What got metaphorical <laughs> road might go ever on? So, so are we talking here about um, the enormous, sprawling adventures of Tolkien's creations in CGI land? Ooh. Yeah. Because oh, his son has written more, has written mm, or finished yeah. up on one of his books. So. His fanfic, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going, we're going with is that. It, is, is it that? Um, is it that the uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien, Middle Earth films are going to be a bit like Zeno's paradox, in that every time they create another one to kind of reach the end, they only get halfway there, and then they have to make another film, but that only tells half of the next bit of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on and on, and we'll never actually get to the end. Well, like yeah, yes, an asymptotic yes. movie series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you always trending right. towards yes, zero. That, that's right. Um, so Sir Ian McKellen uh, recently told the BBC, uh, the quote is, "I was told by Peter in 2001." That, the, the, that that was the end, that it was all over. Here we are 13 years later, so I don't believe necessarily this is the end of the journey. Uh, so he's suggesting that Job Peter, for life, Peter yeah. Jackson might be making more films. Great. Um, incidentally, like the, Hobbit, the third Hobbit film is one of the only third films to not be split into two parts. Mm. That, that took an awful lot of restraint on their part. <laughs> the, the, the Battle of Two and a Half Armies? <laughs> Although reportedly um, th- there are issues with that because uh, they only have the film rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, so the other stuff like the Silmarillion and all the other supporting material, including the stuff that Christopher Tolkien worked on, is still locked up by the Tolkien estate. And apparently um, Tolkien's last surviving son hates the Lord of the Rings <laughs> and Hobbit films. Like he said, these, these books are very, very serious and, and the, the, these films have only made it popular amongst f- 15 to 25-year-old boys, which sort of completely misses... 
<laughs> the vast majority of the audience of people who read Lord of the Rings. Mm. But I think they can get around that by, by just uh, starting to buy the rights to properties which sound a bit like it. Mm. Like Lord of the Flies, <laughs> The Ring, yeah, yeah. The Ring, and you can just like work Gandalf into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he'd look extraordinary crawling out of that television. That He's got the hair. Right, that brings us to the end of the Nerdly News. Uh, the TSA are on 14 points, and the McAllister Foundation are on 13 points. Ooh, Ooh, close. Close. Ooh close. Yeah, it's good. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you. Just edit me out. Yeah, well, your, your mic isn't even working. <laughs> <laughs> I thought not. Yeah. Uh, we, we now come to the next round, which is the quotes round. Hi, everyone. If you've got the Christmas blues, call the Wayland Corporation counselling line. For when you need to get something off your chest, or something out of your chest... <laughs> Now, the quotes round <laughs> works like this. I'll read part of a quote from a famous movie. If you can complete the quote, you will get two points. If you can name the movie that it is from, you will get one point. Here lies the body of Mary Lee, died at the age of 103. For 15 years, she kept her virginity. Not a bad record for this vicinity. It's from Jaws, isn't it? It is from Jaws. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's what the the guy says. It never goes swimming with bow-legged women. That's another, <laughs> that's another one of his quotes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, Quint from Jaws. On a on a related note, this next quote: "A relationship, I think, is like a shark." It can cure cancer. I'll give you a point for that. A relationship, I think, is like a shark, you know. It has to constantly move forward or it dies. And I think that we got on our hands is a dead shark. It is from... Nope. Annie Hall. Ah. Next quote. By Grabthar's Hammer. (laughs) By Grabthar's Hammer, uh, by the Moons of Morgul, you shall be avenged. Spoken by uh, Dr. Lazarus to a dying alien in Galaxy Quest. Close Played enough, yes. Yes, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you two points for that one. Yeah. Now, next quote. You're not going to have your mummy stand behind you anymore and wipe your little tushies. Oh, no. It's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Starship Troopers? <laughs> what happened if I said, you're not going to have your mummy stand behind you anymore? <laughs> No. <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. That is that is from. <laughs> All right. This next quote. In two parts. Sir, are you classified as human? The response. Negative. I am a meat popsicle. Is that some sort of Doctor Who one? <laughs> some sort of Doctor Who quote. I feel like there's something sort of witty that it's he's It's a plausible Torchwood quote, but not Doctor Who. <laughs> that is from The Fifth Element. That's close oh. enough. Oh. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Alright, this next quote. Again we see there is nothing you can possess that I cannot take away, Dr. Jones. From Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's correct. Two points for that one. Oh. <laughs> nice. Final quote. My eyes. My eyes! Someone's taking my eyes! From the birds. To be head of singing is My eyes! And my ex. <laughs> I'll give you both a point for that. Um, my eyes, the goggles. Uh, Rainier Wolf Castle. My eyes, they do nothing. The goggles, they do nothing. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Open the atom. All right, so adding up the scores for that, we have TSA on 19, McAllister Foundation on 17. Uh, This next round is the fan fiction round. In this, I will give you each a title for a fan fiction I would like you to compose. The winner will be the team that produces the most convincing fan fiction. Okay. Now... Terminator Salvation Army, as the team in the lead, you get to go first. Mm. And the title of your fan fiction is The Doctor's 
are in. Oh, okay, okay. So, um... <clears throat> Chris, if you could take it away. It was three o'clock. Um, there were plenty of people waiting in the waiting room. When the bell... The nurse stood. Her two heads looked at the, the waiting patients. The doctors are in, she spoke. It was in an alien language, but the translators made it all too clear what she meant. The door opened, and there he stood. A man whose eyes told a story of ages of life. A jacket with red lining, and a Scottish brogue that said, Hello, I'm the doctor. <laughs> he was indeed a doctor. <laughs> He was and. the doctor. But not the only doctor in the room. In the corner, a strange man with a strange apparatus on his back, with eight appendages off it, was messing around with some kind of nuclear energy device, glanced up, took off his goggles, and said, Give me a hand. <laughs> oh, Dr. Octavius, said the doctor. I'm glad I found you in New York and brought you here. Your fusion experiments are the only thing that can save the people of this world. I only came here for a different kind of fusion, Doctor. A fusion of, of bodies, a fusion of souls. One metal arm sensuously touched the Doctor's <laughs> face. <laughs> and then another, <laughs> from the other side. The doctor was starting to sweat. He knew something was up. <laughs> and it wasn't his sonic screwdriver. <laughs> the doctor is in, he said. And out. And in. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get a little bit out of hand there. All right, so let's see if we can keep this seemly. Okay. <laughs> MacArthur Foundation, the title of your fan fiction is Oh Captain, My Captain. The sea air was crisp, salty. It sprayed up against their faces, leaving clustery little sparkly bits of salt up against their slightly tearful little eyelash bits. It's an official term. James Tiberius Kirk stood on the prow of the boat, reciting bits of Shakespeare long forgotten from his youthful days growing up in the Midwestern United States. But soft work, light through. <laughs> Yonder window breaks his East, and Juliet is the sun. But off in the distance, a Russian sub emerged from the cold North Atlantic. The hatch opened. And a single man emerges and stands on the bit of the sub that's not underwater when the rest of it is. <laughs> a Russian with a Scottish accent peered across it. <laughs> looking for... <laughs> looking for asylum. What sort of asylum, though? He'd been having a pretty good time down in his sub with the rest of his seamen, but no, that wasn't quite good enough. He was looking for something else, a different sort of relationship across national borders, across the borders of the body and of the soul. And he looked out and he saw the ship coming down upon him. How can I help you? How can I be of assistance? How can I help you? I've been looking for so long <laughs> for someone who shares passion of the sea like me. And it was indeed the passion of the sea. A passion that they looked into one another's eyes and reached out, but they were too far, too far away to touch. <sighs> Rich James Tiberius Kirk across the great Atlantic Ocean, his fingers stretching, stretching across, in the memories of a lost friend <laughs> filtering through his mind. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Edit on a bit of a cliffhanger there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tune in next week. I think I think I have to give it to the McAllister Foundation, if not for anything other than Henry's Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Impeccable. Yeah, yeah. Impeccable. Yes. So uh, that means TSA are on 19 and the McAllister Foundation are on 22 points. Wow. Now let's just take a moment to have a look at what our players have brought along. Uh, Jeff. Yes. You've got a nice little diorama there. I have a little uh, little Lego uh, Hobbit thing going on here. It's the scene in the Riddles in the Dark with uh, Gollum in his little boat and uh, Bilbo Baggins in his little uh, sword sting and uh, a little a little bit of a uh, little bit of rock here. But when you turn this handle, <gasps> the One Ring of Power. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very very keep cool. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. See. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Jeff, the, it's you. You. Maybe people don't know this about Jeff, but he is actually a professional golem impersonator. Yes, I am. I occasionally get uh, get flown to places like Queenstown, where I get dressed up as golem or dressed down, uh, <laughs> and, and put on a, an excessive amount of body makeup, and um, then I caper around and talk like this, precious. <laughs> Mostly nice. for rich Australian business people on a junket. <laughs> <laughs> It's a living. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about what happens at the parties. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was going to ask if you ate raw fish, but um, <laughs> I'll leave that one. Yeah, Nicole doesn't like to be referred to that way. <laughs> Um, All right, let's move on to the next round. The next round is the taglines round. And now it's the time time for a message from Starfleet Command. Starfleet wishes you a safe and happy holidays and would like to remind you that as you and your family seek out new life and new holiday destinations this summer, your Starfleet regulations still apply. Remember, they don't know it's Christmas time at all. And according to the Prime Directive, we need to keep it that way. (laughs) Now, this next round is the taglines round. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read you the tagline from a famous movie. You need to try and identify what movie it comes from. So, to start off with an obvious one, in space, no one can hear you scream. Alien. Alien. Alien is correct. Now, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. Jeff. Jaws. Incorrect. It was, of course... Jaws 2? Jaws 2, yes. (laughs) The key point is the back into the water. (laughs) Alright. Earth, take a good look. It might be your last. Mars attacks? No. Pretty close. The answer is Independence Day. (sighs) Same thing. The The future is history. Twelve years a slave. (laughs) Wait, that's wrong. Wait, that's wrong. (laughs) Back to the future, part three. I'm actually kind of freaked. Neither of those are right, but twelve years. It's actually um, twelve monkeys. So (gasps) twelve monkeys a slave. Uh, reality is a thing of the past. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the, the one with Val Kilmer, a uh, weird science. Nope. <laughs> okay. Yes, here. Surrogates? Surrogates, no. It's The Matrix. Oh. Be afraid, be very afraid. The Fly. Fly is correct. 1986 version with Jeff Goldblum. Next. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah, extra points for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. The bitch is back. Aliens. Aliens. The one with Bat Midler. <laughs> Both incorrect. <laughs> Alien 3. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Into the world. Boy meets world. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they make a movie of that? Yes. Uh, no. No? Uh, Enter the Dragon. Truman Show! Jurassic World. Aliens 4. <laughs> that was, of course... The a- Miracle of Birth. <laughs> Avatar is the correct answer oh, for that one. Oh, yeah. 
All right, the next the next tagline. It's happening. The happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that I gotta say that that is just suitably bad enough for the happening. But the answer is kind of more bizarre than that. <laughs> it's happening. Austin Powers three. It's it's happening. <laughs> Invasion of the body snatchers. It's not. No. The no. answer is signs. Oh. So another M Night Shyamalan. So maybe that kind of prefigured. Uh, the, he, he saw the tagline for his film and thought, I could turn that into another movie. <laughs> and maybe, that was all the plot he ever got. Was his previous film uh, tagline, It's a Sign? Yeah, that was, was Sixth like, Sense, was, yeah. It's a Sign. Uh, all right. Man is the warmest place to hide. Uh, Tauntaun. <laughs> Man versus Wild. The Human Centipede. <laughs> I'm going to give you a point for that anyway. Inter- Inner space! <laughs> the answer is. Je- <laughs> uh, the thing? The thing is correct, uh, yes. Uh, it's clobbering time! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong thing! <laughs> Although that is something. Alright, this that, one that's is pretty maybe, maybe the best tagline ever, ever written. Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. Flubber? <laughs> uh, that is, of course, the tagline for Day of the Dolphin. <laughs> a movie about a man who unwittingly killed a dolphin. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> Final one. Collide with destiny. Deep impact. No, no. Contact? <laughs> no. Oh. Home alone. <laughs> I wish. The answer is. Nope, they got nothing. Destiny's Child Death Match. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a measure. That is, of course, ti- Collide with Destiny is the tagline for Titanic. Oh. Oh. Was that the name of the iceberg? <laughs> Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Uh, the next round is. Uh, well, this is the make a movie round. This is a very exciting round because. I thought since we're lucky enough to have uh, both members of Bigger Than Beatles here, I thought we could ha- give you guys a musical challenge. Ooh, okay. So okay. in the Make a Movie round, I'm going to give the McAllister Foundation a made-up title for a movie. You guys are going to pitch the plot for the movie, and then the Terminator Salvation Army will have to sing the theme song for that made-up movie. Mm-hmm. Now, and I will judge who did a better job. Okay. Right. Okay, are we ready for this? Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, McAllister Foundation, uh, your first movie title is Diary of a Teenage Frankenstein. I think we need to start with um, a close-up, maybe mm. of, of this, this reddened, bloodshot eye, slowly pull back to see slightly spotty skin, slowly pull back further, you see the fact that he's stitched all together, but pull back and you see that he's all alone in the middle of a deserted city. So we need to set up perhaps that... But there's one other person in the city, and it's uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis, because they do a Freaky Friday thing. <laughs> and she becomes a teenage zombie, and the teenage zombie gets to be like a, a middle-aged power broker. Yeah. So it's kind of... <laughs> so, 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 so we have this, this comparison of experiences, the embodied experience of the teenager compared to the, the outdated and um, totally dislocated experience of, of the woman in this disgusting oozing, seeping teenage body. and she Who's can- married to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who she doesn't know is a spy. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and then they meet right at the end, and then they realise that they've had such a shitty time that they, that they want to change back. And, and the only way to do that is to yell Jumanji three times. <laughs> but the twist, the twist, okay, though. The twist, yes. the twist. There's, there's a twist. There is a twist. That's the good that's been playing sailing so The twist is that they can't change back. They will never change back. It's a French film. <laughs> All right. Thank you, McAllister Foundation. Incredible. And now, accompanied by Chris Finity on the keyboard, I would like to hear the theme song for... Diary of a Teenage Frankenstein. I'm a 
in someone else's head. Switch me, switch me, please use my switchblade. I regret I didn't ask to be Have it again in French. <laughs> Je suis Frankenstein. I can't believe they got uh, Nick Drake to do no <laughs> Nick Cave to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe that can be the next film, Nick Drake and Nick Cave. But because Nick Drake's long dead, <laughs> it goes got Drake wrong. In, in the cave. Yeah. Well, maybe the, the Frankenstein body parts were yeah. mm. Nick Drake. Dr- Drakenstein. Mm. Nick Drake. Right, I was, was going to give the points to McAllister Foundation, but since uh, Aaron tried to be such a dick to you guys, <laughs> you, you handled it so well. I'm going to give the points to the TSA for that oh. one. Very much. Sorry, try, I'll, give, I'll give you guys another chance, though. This movie is going to be called The Bone Cataloger. The Bone Cataloger. <laughs> um, I think it's apparent that it's a rom-com. Mm. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> totally yeah, yeah. a rom-com. It's, 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 it's a story about two skeletons that meet like uh, after death. Mm. Um, of course, it's uh, based on uh, Toy Story, when all the humans go to sleep, the mm. skeletons wake up. And, and the, the real trouble here is the fact that they... They have this beautiful, like, meet-cute type thing, but what happens is they run towards one another and smash, and they scatter into little bits. And they need to try and figure out who is who. How is this relationship going to go ahead? Who is going to catalogue whose bones? And that's where the, the guy from Blue's Clues and that fucking dog come along, and, and they have clues on their little pad to how to put it together. And, and they, they, they do have their own spin-off later. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're the most popular characters in the whole film. The, yeah. the skeletons aren't really that interesting. They don't emote, blank affect. And the, the skeletons are played by Matthew McConaughey, and who loses a lot of weight for the role. <laughs> and, and Jake um, Gyllenhaal loses <laughs> more weight for the role. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Incredible. Um, Terminator Salvation Army. The theme song. Oh, yeah, this is an upbeat one. Yeah, exciting. you know it's really true. I've got a bone to pick with you. In this mixed up, crazy, crazy world. against the McAllister Foundation. <laughs> it's hard not to give them the points for that one as yeah. well. But you know what? We'll give you one more shot. Okay. Great. All right. yeah. This film uh, is t- entitled The Time Traveller's X. <laughs> Imagine uh, there's a forest. It's an enormous forest. It's dark. It's, it's really smelly. And it's raining. <laughs> and it's smelly. Smells of, <laughs> smells of moist. Oh. It's a rainforest. It's a rainforest and lightning slap. Pow! It's very dramatic. Very dramatic. And in, 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 a, in a cloud of smoke, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> arises, arises <laughs> from the ground. He's naked because every time you, you travel through time, you have Glistening, to take your clothes off. Moist. And, and there's a trail of fire be- behind his feet and a, and a spinning license plate. As if he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 
travel back in time to the 70s where to see the beginning of well he thinks is the 70s to the beginning of his career where he watches dazed and confused happening in front of him but he's trying to warn himself not to f- do that movie or else that's the only thing people are going to think that he ever did that was good and, and he finally like, confronts himself but they, he locks eyes w- with himself and, and falls in love <laughs> Because, because that's, that's the message of this film, is that really we must love ourselves, but we must always be our own exes too. We must learn to live with the, um, the pain and the trauma <laughs> of, of, of breaking up with ourselves every day when we look in the mirror. That's deep, man. <laughs> and he needs, he needs uh, how many kilojoules to get out? How many kilowatts? 1.21 gigawatts. 88 kilojoules. 88 kilojoules. That's how much he eats a day to maintain his figure. All right, thank you very much, guys. How did that do? Was that all right? <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> Talking about the Salvation Army, I would like to hear, actually, the duet between uh, future Matthew McConaughey and past Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, sorry, Chris, could we have something a bit more, um, a little bit more romantic? It's, they do, it's the love they do, ballad from yeah, the soundtrack. Play it, play it moist. When I look in my eyes I see my future When I look in my eyes I see my past When I look at the back of my head I realize that I used to have hair there When I look into my pockets I see a hanky With a young man's snot on it Because tonight I'm gonna have fun With myself Cause tonight is the night when one becomes one <laughs> And you can call it a freaky kind of masturbation The greatest love of Touching songs I've ever heard in my life. Points to the McAllister Foundation. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so adding up the scores from that, uh, McAllister Foundation, you're on 28 points. Mm-hmm. Terminator Salvation Army, you are ahead on 30 points. Oh, it's close. I know, it is, it is very ah. close, it is very close. Let's take a moment now uh, to address our audience question. Every show, we ask the audience uh, a, a question uh, before the show. People provide their answers on Twitter and on Facebook. This time we asked, uh, Santa Claus has retired. Which character should we replace him with and why? And to me, there is only one possible answer to this. This was provided by Rowan Strang, who I believe is in the audience tonight. Rowan, are you here? Mm. He is. Uh, his answer was John McClane uh, mm. from yeah. Die Hard, providing the quote, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, uh, so first of all, uh, so this round is called the pickup lines round. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, get that bikini line in shape for summer, quick smart, with Mr. Miyagi's beauty. We'll have you beach ready in under five minutes. Wax on, wax off. Now the pickup lines round. Uh, how this works is I will give you a particular uh, universe uh, in pop culture, you will have to provide pickup lines that people might use in that universe. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good. All right. 
I want to hear pickup lines that could exist in the universe of the Avengers, the Marvel Universe. Uh, hi. Want to be marveled at? So I'll only give points to good ones. <laughs> you don't want to see me when I'm horny. <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. Uh, hey, do you want to wake up Thor? <laughs> Are you feeling Loki? <laughs> Would you like to touch my hammer of the gods? <laughs> I've been frozen since the 1940s and I'm still a little stiff. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just something in your pants or are you tesserect? <laughs> I'm a genius playboy billionaire philanthropist. <laughs> Probably one that would actually work. <laughs> Do you want to see Tony Stark naked? <laughs> it's time for the final round, which is, as always, the who would win round. The Who Would Run Around is brought to you by Summoner's Rift Bowling League Dating Service Three lanes, plenty of creeps (laughs) Again, these are not for everyone (laughs) Now, in Who Would Win, of course, I will assign each team uh, some character from pop culture You'll have to argue why they would win in a battle now, I've chosen since we have Christmas coming up. We, I would like to see, um, let's see, McAllister Foundation, you are in the lead, so I am going to give you Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. Santa Claus. okay. okay. Classic, the yep. Beast of yep. all the Claus family. <laughs> well, top three. Yeah. Terminator Salvation Army, mm. you get uh, another jolly bearded man. You get Gandalf the Grey. Okay. Uh-huh. Gandalf the Grey, right. So... Uh, you guys are going to argue who would win between the two. Then the audience will decide who is the winner. And bear in mind, there are it's thirty six to thirty nine. Okay. This will be the deciding point. Ooh. That's good. Well, I, I guess what sort of criteria are they battling against? Because if it's uh, a battle for hearts and minds, then Santa wins hands down. Mm. Everyone loves Santa. Everyone loves Santa. This is a battle to the death. A battle to the death. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Santa can't die. How how can we have Hey, he's he's immortal, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, and I think when no matter what, Santa just has to appear, and the goodwill of mankind would enter into the arena would and Gandalf, him up. yeah, and Gandalf would just uh, crumble be, be before the force of such jolliness. And if if Gandalf were to to, to summon amazing feat, kill Santa Claus by say pushing him off a off a roof. Um, then um, uh, another person, say uh, Tim Allen, could just take his place <laughs> seamlessly. Be- because, because that's the important point: is yeah. Santa Claus isn't a man; he's a concept. Mm. Yes. And it's a concept. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go over to TSA. Okay. Well, I just have five words. Gandalf is a motherfucking wizard. <laughs> How do you know that Santa Claus isn't a wizard? Ooh, Gandalf knows. Gandalf knows when you're sleeping, when you're awake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gan- Gandalf is is one of the uh, one of the guardians of Middle Earth. That's right. He, he was sent from the gods. They sent him to spread to to uh, raise up the peoples. It's all here in this good book. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know what? You know, I mean, you say that Santa's immortal, but you know, Gandalf, if you knock him down, he'll be back in. Different colour every time. <laughs> and actually, yeah, different colour, um, different pay grade, yeah? That's right. If Santa thinks that he can get into every chimney in the world, Gandalf, you shall not pass. <laughs> Stop but, him. But, but, but it doesn't matter and... whether or not Santa can get down the chimney. He still can't die. It's not a chimney battle. Yeah, it's but a it battle was, to the death. Yeah. First of all, yeah. Rudolph comes in here and takes Shadowfax down. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a reindeer posse. He's got a fucking reindeer with a fucking red nose. The, the, fucking the, the, the eagles. The eagles are coming. Yeah. The yeah. eagles. Yeah. Yeah. He has to whisper to a moth first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Santa doesn't have some sort of pitiful bug middleman. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, a, he's got an army of elves uh-huh. to construct anything he wants. And not so, only uh, elves. I believe not. Kendall also has an army of elves. elves. I think if I yeah, they're, they're slightly more threatening. No, but they're not threatening because they're all like they're like French. They're either they in or they out. They know it's up to them. <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of the Swiss. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of the French. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking French. Elvish surrender monkeys. That's what Gandalf has. <laughs> 
It's just not going to work out for him. Um, also, Gandalf has, as, as we've kind of alluded to on his side, the hearts and minds of children everywhere. Mm. Every mm. child in the world, no matter what colour, creed, background, they're going to rise up against Gandalf as Until well. Until Gandalf does some sweet fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be following his car all the way down that road. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I will argue that I'll agree. I'll give you the point that Santa has the, the hearts and minds of children, but Gandalf has the hearts and minds of pretty much all the adults. And so they're the ones and who, who buy buys the presents. Yeah, they're the ones who buy. They're going to spend uh, all their money wait, wait, going to see Lord uh, of the Rings. Point of order. You've already told us that your four-year-old is an evil genius. Yes, yes. This, this is this is a world's worth of evil geniuses, evil geniuses, evil genii, geniuses, all on the side of Santa. He's just got he's got the um, he's got the nous, he's got the smarts, he's got the popularity. So, on, he, the, his mission is to spread joy. Yeah, but. Why, why do evil geniuses exist in the four-year-old demographic? Uh, uh, but this is, this is a, fulfilling his, his this, job This is a sideline no, argument. This, this has no bearing upon centers <laughs> 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 so and mortality. can't even convert Gandalf has already, we have, he has an affinity for small people. <laughs> yes. So he's going to want to do the best thing for small people. Mm. And who is smaller than any uh, uh, children? Okay. So if he kills Santa, <gasps> that will be a, a, a thing in his, his wiring that he'll, he'll just... Uh, <coughs> and and also, you do, need to, well, you do need to remember that Gandalf has been smoking the weed of the Shire. So he's hold, already at a bit of a disadvantage. Hold on a sec. I'm just thinking this through, okay? Yeah. Gandalf, is, uh, Gandalf is a wizard, right? Mm. Um, Santa is always watching... He knows when you're sleeping. He oh. knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been get bad or good. He can sense evil. Santa is motherfucking Sauron. Santa oh. is Sauron. No. He forged, no, look. He, no. he bribes people with trinkets in order to win them over. <laughs> no. And then that corrupts them. Yeah. You're just trying to redefine the moot. That's not going to work. The moot? Yeah, yeah, it is an int moot. Yeah. All right, so there's. Uh, so okay, Christmas is coming up, a day dedicated to Santa, and Gandalf Day is. Oh, wait, when? Every Never. day. Every day. Is I Gandalf think you'll day. find Gandalf arrives precisely when he means to. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an excuse for premature ejaculation. <laughs> uh, closing statements from each side. We'll start with McAllister Foundation for Santa. Can't kill Santa. Santa is a concept. Yeah. And TSA for Gandalf. <laughs> Motherfucking wizard. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you. Uh, please applaud for the character you think should win this battle. Please applaud now for Santa. Thank you. And applaud now for Gandalf. All right. That is a strong win for Gandalf. Lumps of coal for all of you. <laughs> so Grumpus is coming. <laughs> Uh, so while I add up the scores, uh, this is uh, our final section where we call upon each of our contestants to uh, recommend something or plug something for the audience. We'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, I would like to endorse um, a very merry scriptless over the top starting on Thursday at the Court Theatre. It's um, an improvised comedy show uh, set during World War I in the trenches. So <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix. Uh, it's, it's really nice. I've seen a run of it. Um, it opens on Thursday and it's a, it's a really good improv show, which is a really nice uh, memorial. Yeah, and it actually features uh, several of our nerd degree contestants. Yes, uh, it does. Which ben is Allen, yeah. Andrew Todd and Matt Powell. Mm. Scott. Uh, well, staying on the on the, the Tolkien theme, um, obviously the the final uh, Hobbit film recently uh, premiered uh, overseas, but um, uh, there are more than one way of, of adapting a story. And um, I've been revisiting the 1981 BBC uh, radio adaptation of Lord of the Rings, mm. which is a really fantastic version if you're a fan of it. It, it, it has um, Ian Holm as Frodo Baggins, as in the actor who played Bilbo Baggins in the Peter Jackson films. Um, and also, I'd forgotten, um, Bill Nighy plays Sam Gamgee. Um, <gasps> and, yeah, it sounds an awful lot younger. But, um, but, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, awesome. Highly recommend. Sam? Um, well, I know that I um, mentioned uh, Flatman in the first episode, but I'm going to say um, a big shout-out to Flatman as well, who's um, actually retiring. Uh, if you don't know who Flatman is, Flatman is the uh, real-life superhero that's been doing some... Uh, good deeds around Christchurch um, since the earthquakes, um, and he's having a bit of a send-off in Hagley Park uh, to, uh, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, if you want to catch up with him, and, um, yeah, 
Fantastic. All right, well, as always, uh, I would like to plug The Nerd Degree. Uh, We're having uh, our next uh, live show is the first Wednesday of January. Uh, We've got some exciting new contestants all lined up. And, of course, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on the Internet. Uh, Just look for Nerd Degree. We're all over the place. Derek. Uh, December 20th, uh, December 21st, Sunday, uh, the Woolston, uh, the Twisted Hop in Woolston, my alter ego, El Jaguar, hosts Christchurch Best and only live monthly chat show, El Jaguar's Ch-Ch-Chat Fiesta, where he interviews local celebrities and people about town. It's a talk sh- it's like Graham Norton meets a salsa party. <laughs> <laughs> But with a man in a wrestling mask. <laughs> Fantastic. Erin? Um, I want to plug something kind of nerdy and scholarly called um, In Media Res. It's a part of... It's, it's a piece of kind of experimental scholarly uh, work uh, that tries to bridge the gap between academia and the public and particularly nerds such as yourself. Uh, it's at mediacommons.futureofthebook.org. But the cool thing that they do is every week they have a theme and every day a different scholar or writer presents a short clip of anything um, and then kind of gives a little 300-word blurb about it. And it starts debate and conversation. And it's all sorts of nice media stuff. So previous weeks there's been Latin American media, gender and games and stuff, but there's also calls for papers on that so you can participate too there's currently calls for papers up for a week about Adventure Time, a week about Batman on TV, a week about Pee Wee Herman Um, and it's it's really great, it's accessible and it's the best sort of online engaged and engaging um, scholarship that you're going to be likely to find Fantastic, thank you Erin and Henry um, oh, I'd just, just like to uh, recommend uh, if you uh, break a bone or insert something to where it shouldn't go, um, Christchurch Public Hospital Radiology Department <laughs> will sort you out with a nice dose of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all from me, Brendan. <laughs> Please, a big round of applause for the McAllister Foundation, Henry, Aaron, and Derek on 39 points. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> And a round of applause for our winning team tonight. It's the Terminator Salvation Army on 41 points. A round of applause for Jeff, Scott and Century. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for coming along. Uh, I've been Brendan. Good night, everyone. <laughs>